The cryo-EM method, microcrystal electron diffraction, microED. An article from Brent Naninga and Tamir Gunen from Arizona State University, Tempe, USA and University of California, Los Angeles, USA. Nature, 2019. In 2013, we established a cryo-EM microscopy technique called microcrystal electron diffraction, microED. Since that time, data collection analysis schemes have been fine-tuned and structures for more than 40 different proteins, oligopeptides and organic molecules have been determined. Here we review the microED technique and place it in context with other structure determination methods. We showcase example structures solved by MicroED and provide practical advice to prospective users. Cryo-EM encompasses a variety of techniques they use in transmission electron microscopy TEM, to determine the structures of frozen hydrated beam-sensitive samples. Cryo-EM techniques can make use of two modes of data collection, those they use images of biological samples and crystallographic approaches based on diffraction. In single-particle cryo-EM images of individual biomolecules are collected and then image processing is carried out to generate 3D reconstructions of those biomolecules. In cryo-EM tomography, images of biomolecules within the native cellular environment are collected. However, although important biological insights can be gained from tomography, the resolution of this method is substantially lower than that of all other cryo-EM methods. The crystallographic cryo-EM techniques of 2D electrocrystallography and microED both use crystalline arrays of material. However, because crystals are 2D in electron crystallography and 3D in microED, the data collection and processing differ substantially between the two techniques, which renders them distinct branches of cryo-EM modalities. For example, a key difference is that in 2D electron crystallography, the orientation of the 2D array can be determined from a single diffraction pattern because the one crystallographic axis is always parallel to the beam in every crystal. In contrast, it is rare for any crystallographic axis to be paralleled to the beam in 3D crystals. Therefore, with microED, the user must collect a wedge of data in reciprocal space, rather than a single diffraction pattern, and this in turn is processed differently than the data for 2D crystals. 2D electron crystallography has a long and solid history Many of the first high-resolution cryo-EM structures were determined from 2D crystals. Electron diffraction has also been used to investigate thin 3D protein crystals for several decades, despite the early observations that 3D protein microcrystals can produce high-resolution diffraction data the use of 3D microcrystals for structure determination by cryo-EM was not achieved until 2013 with the development of microED. MicroED takes advantage of highly sensitive modern cryo-EM detectors to determine protein structures from nanocrystals 
only about 10 layers thick. As we demonstrated with the first complete high-resolution electron diffraction structure of lysozyme, the initial still diffraction microAD data collection procedure facilitated the correct indexing, data processing, and structure determination of lysozyme to 2.9 Armstrong resolution with specialized software. For this, the crystal was titled at defined angles within the cryo-TEM while diffraction was recorded. In early 2014, we improved microAD data collection by introducing continuous rotation, whereby the crystal is continuously rotated with the electron beam as data are recorded on a high-speed detector as a move. Because continuous rotation is analogous to the rotation method used in X-ray crystallography, data collected by this method can be processed with well-established software that was developed for X-ray crystallography. Continuous rotation therefore improved the quality of the raw data by increasing the sampling of reciprocal space, reducing dynamic scattering and improving data processing, the combination of which ultimately yielded improved final structures. The structure of lysozyme determined by continuous rotation was initially reported at 2.5 Armstrong with significantly improved data processing statistics. With further data processing improvements, this structure was improved to 1.8 Armstrong resolution. Continuous rotation data collection represents the standard data collection approach by which all microAD structures have been determined to date. Thus far, approximately 40 proteins, peptides, and small molecule structures have been determined by microAD since 2013. Several of these are novel structures that resisted other methods. Centers around the globe are adopting the technology and several structures have been published by others in the past couple of years. MicroAD is different than other electron diffraction techniques that have been reported over the years, such as automated diffraction tomography, ADT, and rotation electron diffraction, RAD. Automated diffraction tomography, ADT, uses discrete tilting of the goniometer together with beam procession, whereas RED, rotation electron diffraction, uses discrete goniometer tilts combined with beam tilting to sample reciprocal space, and both techniques require specialized software to control data collection and process the data that are collected. These techniques Web developed and used in a variety of inorganic and organic samples from material science, which can generally tolerate a higher electron dose than biological materials. In contrast, microAD was developed for structure determination of proteins and radiation-sensitive biological materials. MicroAD uses very low dose rates and relies only on stage rotation to collect data in a manner analogous to the rotation method in X-ray crystallography, which facilitates data processing by standard crystallographic programs. Although microAD was initially developed for biological materials, it has now also been used successfully on small molecules and inorganic materials. X-ray crystallography methods and microAD 
The growth of large and well-ordered crystals represent the largest bottleneck for structure determination by crystallographic approaches, especially difficult samples such as membrane proteins and protein complexes. Therefore, new methods that are capable of producing diffraction data from smaller and smaller crystals of great interest to the structural biology community. Additionally, it has been shown that for some systems, small crystals are better ordered and produce higher quality diffraction data than larger crystals. One approach relies on the more intense and smaller microfocus beamlines at synchrotron facilities and thus allows the use of samples smaller than tens of micrometers. However, the high flux of the microfocus beam can cause issues with radiation damage from these small crystals. X-ray-free electron lasers XFELs, use much brighter beam than traditional synchrotrons and as a result, meaningful data can be obtained from crystals smaller as circa 1 micrometer. Crystals smaller than these are usually destroyed only after single exposure. However, because the pulse is so short, in the femtosecond range, the diffraction data are collected before the results of damage are seen. In this method, each crystal produces only one image. Therefore, XFL data usually consists of partially recorded reflections, and data from thousands of crystals must be collected and merged to yield a complete dataset. Although XFL are producing exciting and impactful results, the hardware required is extremely expensive to build, maintain and use, which limits the accessibility of this technique. Relative to X-rays, electrons deposit considerably less damaging energy into crystal per useful elastic scattering event. For this reason, electron diffraction data can be collected from extremely small micro-nanos crystals at an ultra-low dose that allows many exposures from a single crystal. Micro-AD data collection described in more detail below typically allows for the collection of up to 140 degree wedge of data from a single crystal. And the data recorded are of mostly fully measured intensities. The measurement of full reflections leads to improved data processing and high quality final data relative to results obtained with only partial reflections. If the crystal orientation and symmetry are favorable, data collection from a single crystal can be enough to determine a high-quality structure. The ability to determine structures from a single crystal or from the merging of a small number of crystals greatly enhances the throughput of microEG relative to that of other multi-crystal X-ray techniques. In cases where crystals diffract well in CRA-EM, the entire process of data collection structure solution can be performed in under an hour. Moreover, the hardware required for a microAD experiment is orders of magnitude less expensive than Foxfell, and the cost per hour of operation and amount of sample needed are likewise orders of magnitude lower. The resolutions obtained from several microAD samples have been higher than those achieved with XFL, which shows that microAD is a competitive method in microcrystallography.
MicroAD Data Collection and Analysis The workflow of MicroAD has elements similar to both cryo-EM and X-ray crystallography. The electron microscopist will be familiar with the grid preparation and operation of the cryo-electron microscope, while X-ray crystallographers will be accustomed to the procedures of crystal growth, data processing and refinement involved in MicroAD. Data collection methods are also similar to the rotation method used in X-ray crystallography. In-depth protocols on microAD data collection and processing have been published previously, and readers are encouraged to consult them for guidance on using microAD. As with any crystallographic technique, the initial step of microAD is the identification of diffraction quality crystals and sample preparation for irradiation. Light microscopes can be used to identify conditions that produce nanocrystals, but with difficulty. This is because, in certain cases, the nanocrystals used for microAD may be invisible when viewed by a conventional light microscope. Improved methods for crystal identification involve the use of UV fluorescence, or in some cases, second-order nonlinear optical imaging of chiral crystals, both which are capable of identifying potential crystals on the monometer scale. If conditions are identified with potential microcrystals, negative stain electron microscopy can be used to confirm the presence and quality of the microcrystals present in the drop. However, it is important to note that the negative stain might be incompatible with certain crystallization buffers or lead to the deterioration of crystal quality. Thus, visualization of high-quality microcrystals by negative stain indicates the microAD studies are likely to be successful. But the absence of well-ordered crystals does not necessarily indicate that the quality of the crystals is poor. A useful alternative is to freeze a crystal slurry on a sample loop and use powder type X-ray diffraction at a synchrotron. No current lattice will be observed, but its diffraction rings are saying the presence of protein nanocrystals in the solution and the potential resolution can be confirmed. Additionally, it has been shown that the larger and perfect crystals can be broken down by a variety of methods to produce crystal fragments of suitable size for microAD. Once nanocrystals suitable for microAD have been identified, samples are prepared by vitrification methods analogous to those used for other cryo-EM techniques. As with all cryo-EM modalities, grid preparation for imaging is difficult and empirical. Grid preparation and optimization can often be the most delicate and time-consuming step of a cryo-EM experiment, especially for sensitive samples and generalized procedures for difficult targets, are still in an area of development. Samples must be bottled until they are thin enough for the electron beam to penetrate, yet the sample must also not be too disturbed during this process. Blotting times and often the use of low viscosity cryoprotectants, for example 2-methyl-2,4-pentadeniol, must be optimized for microD experiments. Generally, samples are applied to a holy carbon grid that has been low discharged on both sides. The grids are then 
bottles, and vitrified and liquid ethane with either manual or an automated plunge freezing device, even though wholly carbon grids are used. Unlike for single particle cryem, it's not necessary that the crystals be in the holes. Indeed, most cryed data collected from crystals on the carbon surface rather than in the holes. For microed, these carbon grids are used to help with efficient plotting rather than imaging in diffraction experiments. After vitrification, cryem grids may be stored indefinitely under liquid nitrogen until the user is ready to perform microed. An alternative promising method for preparing appropriate crystalline spacements for microed is the use of a focused iron beam FIB under cryogenic conditions cryo FIB to mill thicker spacements down the thicknesses in the hundreds of nanometers for diffraction data collection. For this approach, nanocrystals are placed directly on the electron microscope grids without blotting. The grids are plunged into ethene and crystals are milled with the FIB to the desired thickness. After milling, the grids are transferred into TEM for microAD data collection. Because cryo-FEB milling can help alleviate the challenges associated with the use of viscous samples and with sample damage during bottling, we predict that once the availability of cryo-FIB systems becomes more widespread, this will be a standard method by which samples are prepared for microAD. The cryo-TEM must be set up appropriately for microAD data collection. Most modes in cryo-TEM equipped with quality detectors for diffraction are capable of collecting microAD data and, as with all other cryo-EM techniques, the cryo-TEM must be well aligned and calibrated. A field emission gun FEG as an electron source is highly desirable for increased beam coherence, together with a well-calibrated sample stage. An energy filter helps by cutting out the inelastic scattering, which effectively reduces noise and helps to identify faint reflections from weakly diffracting crystals. As a result, the energy filter is important not only for data collection, but also for screening. Microscope setup for microAD data collection has been described previously. The next step is to reach the grids at low magnification to identify the location of suitable crystals. High quality crystals show clearly defined edges and are well separated from other crystals on the grid. If a promising crystal is identified, a test diffraction pattern should be collected to determine the diffraction quality of that crystal. High quality crystals will diffract to high resolution and show well separated reflections. The identification of well diffracting crystals and troubleshooting have been described before in detail. We recommend that new microED users become familiar with the method and what is considered high-quality diffraction data by testing standard samples. Common protein samples that have been used to benchmark microAD instruments and protocols are lysozymes, 
catalase and proteinase K. Of these samples, we prefer to use proteinase K as a higher number of crystals on the grid show high quantity fraction. A diffractional dataset is next collected from crystals deemed high quality. The first step is to set the Eurocentric height accurately to ensure the crystal remains in the beam as well as the sample is tilted throughout the rotation range of the stage. For a well-aligned sample stage, the crystal can remain in the beam of an entire 140-degree rotation, plus minus 70. For the collection of continuous rotation data, the stage is smoothly and undirectionally rotated at a constant rate while the detector constantly collects the diffraction data as a movie. The detector readout system must be fast enough that the delay between right out of the frames of the movie is negligible. The camera used for most micro-AD structures is the CMOS, complementary metal oxide semiconductor based TVIPS F416 for other CMOS detectors with fast readouts such as the Thermo Fisher CTD, Gate and One View, and TVIPS XF416 are also suitable and have been used. These cameras are widely available and are much less expensive than the direct electron detectors used for imaging. After microAD data have been collected, the data are integrated, scaled and merged using software developed for X-ray crystallography, which makes the process relatively straightforward for users with crystallography experience. We recommend that users carry out microAD data integration with whatever program they feel most comfortable. The following suits have been tested and used. MOS FLM, XDS, HKL2000, and dials. It should be noted that the initial indexing of the crystal is different in microAD than in X-ray crystallography because the De Broglie wavelength of the electrons is significantly shorter than the wavelength for X-rays. The E-world sphere is essentially flat at the resolution typical for protein crystallography. This produces diffraction patterns that sample planes of reciprocal space with very little information of the third dimension in a single image. Therefore, microAD requires multiple diffraction patterns that span a tilt range of at least 20 degrees to obtain 3D information necessary to index and determine the crystal orientation successfully without any prior knowledge. After data integration, merging and scaling, standard crystallographic software suits such as CCP4 and Phoenix are used to phase the data and refine the model. Aside from high-resolution peptides, small molecules and metals which can be phased by direct methods, all microAD structures have been phased thus far by molecular replacement. Refinement typically performed with REFMEC or Phoenix Refine is done with the same programs and procedures used for X-ray crystallographic data, with the exception of the use of electron scattering factors rather than 
X-ray scattering factors. The ability to use electron scattering factors in Reef Mac and Phoenix Refine is already a feature that has been added by the program developers. MicroED structure determination highlights. Since its inception, MicroED has been used to determine several structures that were previously unsolved despite major efforts, such as the structure of fragments derived from amyloidogenic proteins. The hallmark of amyloid diseases is the formation of amyloid fibrils, which are composed of proteins that have adopted an aggregation-prone beta-sheet morphology, determining the structure of these fibrils and their oligomeric precursors is key to the understanding of the molecular mechanisms of amyloid disease progression and the design of novel therapeutics. Peptid fragments from amyloidogenic proteins composed of four to seven residues could produce large crystals suitable for analysis by X-ray crystallography. However, as the number of residues increases, the size of the crystal is reduced and limited, presumably because of the increased strain associated with the twisting of the beta sheets. The 11 residue fragment from alpha cyclone, which is called the NAC core, yielded crystals that were only a few nanometers in size and resisted structural determination for over a decade. Multiple researchers over the years were unsuccessful at growing these nanocrystals to a size that would allow X-ray diffraction. Millimeters of these nanocrystals were sent for analysis at Xfelds, but even Xfelds failed to deliver a structure. These alpha-syncluine nanocrystals were the first novel samples investigated by MicroED, which yielded a 1.4 Armstrong dataset and a fully refined structure in just a few days. Since this first structure of nanocore was published, MicroD has been used to solve a number of other amyloidogenic structures with crystals too small for other techniques, including those from islets amyloid peptide, amyloid beta, tau, and the transcription repressor TDB43, as well as the low-complexity motif in the nucleic acid-binding protein FUS. More recently, microD was used to shed light on HIV maturation, which involves the cleavage of gag capsid protein by protease. As gag is cleaved, the capsid undergoes a conformational change from a sphere to a bullet shape, a hallmark indicator of a fully infectious HIV particle. Bevirimat is a known maturation inhibitor that binds to HIV gag and prevents the cleavage of protease. However, the effectiveness of bivirimat is low and efforts at further optimizing its drug binding to HIV gag were hindered by a lack of understanding of how bivirimat binds gag and how it prevents protease cleavage. The structure of HIV-1 gag was determined by X-ray crystallography, which produced a 3.2 Armstrong structure. However, co-crystallization with bivimirat did not produce crystals, and incubation of performed crystals with the drug led to severe deterioration of the crystals, thus preventing structure determination by X-ray crystallography. 
In contrast, nanocrystals of GAG diffracted in microED to 2.8 Armstrong and the addition of BVRE mat to these performed nanocrystals likewise yielded a 2.8 Armstrong resolution dataset. The microED structure of GAG with and without BVRE mat indicates the assembled bivimirate molecule bound to a six-fold axis of GAGs acts as an aldosteric inhibitor to prevent the cleavage of GAG by the protease. Drug optimization can now begin to make bivimirate a better binder in the six-fold symmetric binding pocket in order to increase the effectiveness of his inhibitor. Micro-ED has been applied to the study of inorganic nanomaterials to determine the structure of a ligand-capped gold nanoparticle. Such gold clusters have important applications in nanotechnology, cancer therapy, and targeted drug delivery. The structure of the gold cluster, gold 446 PMBA, was determined by Micro-ED to 0.85 Armstrong resolution and the structure was confirmed by X-ray analysis, although a lower resolution of 1.2 Armstrong. The structure showed that the gold nanoparticle is organized as a twinned phase-centered cubic cluster and reveals how the ligands interact with and stabilize the surface. Ordered rows of gold hydrogen bonds were observed, shedding light on the mechanisms by which this nanocage is stabilized. This work also demonstrated the importance of collecting samples under cryogenic conditions in a frozen hydrated state where hydration is important, even for material science samples. When the nanoparticle crystals were dehydrated before data collection, it was not possible to collect diffraction data from them. However, when the samples were prepared in the frozen hydrated state by standard microAD sample preparation techniques, the crystal diffracted to very high resolution and the structure could be determined. Opportunities for future development Time-resolved structure studies A significant advantage of using nanocrystals in crystallography is the time-resolved studies that involve the diffusion of molecules into the crystal are feasible and limited only by diffusion rates whereas the diffusion of small molecules into large crystals is inefficient, resulting in low occupancy in lack of detail in density maps. Diffusion into nanocrystals is extremely efficient, resulting in high occupancy and density maps with excellent details. Protein dynamics in electron crystallography have been studied for decades using 2D crystals, and similar protocols can be used for microAED. The time resolution for these studies is limited to microsecond time scales by the rate of vitrification, while XFELs can look at reactions with femtosecond time resolution. Many biological processes are much slower, taking place on microsecond to second time scales, thus providing an immense opportunity for time-resolved studies by microAD. Synchrotons can also be used to look at dynamics on these slower time scales, but the diffusion of ligands into large crystals is inefficient and slow, so the use of externally small crystals and microAD is a more attractive alternative. New sample preparation tools and methods to allow fine control over the timing of sample mixing 
an application and blotting will greatly facilitate time result microdist studies. And these are ongoing areas of methods development. The ability of microAD to determine structures from a small number of crystals would make these kinds of time resolved studies much more efficient and feasible for systems where the quantity of available sample is limiting. Additionally, because electrons are sensitive to chemical bonding, microAD could one day be used to directly visualize the bonding interactions in a time-dependent experiment. Conformational changes have been observed in microAED experiments in at least two examples. For proteinase K, dynamics were observed in response to increasing exposure to the electron beam. At the start of the experiment, intact disulfide bridges were observed, but as the exposures increased, these bonds broke apart and the cysteine side chains moved away from one another, which mirrors the observation seen in X-ray crystallography. Another example, also described above, the HIV GEC protein structure was determined with and without the maturation inhibitor bivirinat. This small molecule was added immediately before vitrification and could diffuse efficiently into preformed formed crystals before damaging the lattice, thus allowing the structures both GAG alone and GAG bivirimat to be determined to help with future drug optimization efforts. Realizing the damaging effects of the electron beam. Recently, a throughout analysis of radiation damage in cryo-EM was conducted using microAD. Because sufficient data can be collected with exposures to ultra-low electron doses, multiple complete high-resolution datasets can be collected from single crystals. Using very well diffracting crystals of proteinase K, researchers showed that specific radiation damage was observed even with extremely low total exposures of circa 1 electron per Armstrong square. The challenge for the future will be the creation of even more sensitive detectors and new electron sources to collect data faster, such as the additive effects on radiation damage because less significant while, at the same time, the necessary high-resolution data required for both cryo-EM imaging and diffraction techniques can be obtained. Phasing methods in microAD Most microAD structures have been determined by molecular replacement with homologous protein used as searched models. Direct methods were also successful in phasing microAD data when the obtained resolution nearer one Armstrong, which helps. However, this is applicable only in cases where the samples are exceptionally well diffracting. Therefore, a welcome development will be experimental phasing methods that can be used to determine novel structures where molecular replacement is not possible, but the obtainable resolution is limited to circa 2 to 3 Armstrong. Imaging of the crystals and tomographic reconstructions are obvious steps forward, taking advantage of the unique properties of the TEM. Using images, a moderate resolution molecular envelope of the sample within the crystal could be determined, which then could be used to face the microAD data. These efforts are currently underway in several laboratories. Heavy metal phasing is another venue of active research. While this approach has been extremely successful in X-ray crystallography, 
no anomalous signal or absorption edge exists for compounds at the wavelengths of the electron microscope. Therefore, only isomorphs replacements can be used for microAD. High throughput small molecule structure determination. As with biological molecules, electron diffraction can be extended to the study of organic molecules that form very well microcrystals. Recently, a study was presented that used microAD to determine the atomic resolution structures of 11 small molecules. These structures were determined directly from powders with no additional crystallization optimization, and the process from sample preparation to structure solution was very quick. After the deposition of the sample onto the grid, data collection and processing were done in the same manner as described for biological crystals. The extension of microAD to organic molecules offers a new analytical tool for studying the synthesis of new molecules. Future work that focuses on integrating the microAD and organic synthesis pipelines promises to make this a routine method in chemistry labs. Facilities, cameras and automation as the use of cryo-EM methods such as microAD becomes increasingly widespread, the need for additional centralized centers and facilities will increase. The equipment used for microAD is essentially the same as for other cryo-EM modalities. For protein work, it is important to have an FEG, a sensitive and fast camera, and, if possible, an energy filter. Camera technology is quickly progressing and the use of direct electron detectors for microAD is already starting. Cameras such as the Falcon 3 should provide ultimate flexibility, as this camera could be used for all modalities in cryo-EM, including microAD, whereas the other cameras appropriate for diffraction, such as the hybrid pixel detectors in their current configuration, are not well suited for imaging and single-particle electron microscopy. Automation is incredibly important and will be vital for microAD. It has greatly improved productivity for single-particle electron microscopy. Protocols and software already have been developed for microAD automation, including an adaptation to serial EEM. But a complete suit with a friendly GUI is still lacking and is currently being developed by several laboratories. In the near future, users could ship samples to user facilities and, after sample loading, could screen and collect microAD data remotely from their home institutions, much like what is done at most X-ray synchrotron facilities. With the current implementation of serial EM, more than 300 sets can be collected overnight automatically. Because of synergy among all modalities in CryoEM user facilities, we expect that microAED will have a broad impact on structural biology in the coming decades. Thank you for listening to this article. Please follow me on Twitter, PubReading, and let's choose together the next article.